good improv show will not be heard tonight, so that we can bring you this special broadcast of Breaking the News with Dan and Jordan, the only news program that guarantees to be 100% fact-free. For more information on Breaking the News, or to listen to more episodes, head to goodimprov.com. Dan and Jordan. This episode is brought to you by G.I. Jord, a brand new set of action figures that I am selling out of the back of my Kia. Get the entire set for $30 on goodimprov.com. And now, our top stories. Breaking news in the world of movie theaters. Everyone has been eagerly anticipating the reopening of movie theaters across the world, but no one has been anticipating it more than Johnny Longneck. That's right. The person that you like sitting behind the least is waiting in line outside of theaters, hoping to catch a flick. And you might be sitting behind him. I've been caught behind someone who I thought was Johnny Longneck before, Jordan, but it just turned out to be a short giraffe who was enjoying the film. I was very embarrassed. Breaking news in the world of Christmas. Now, this year, Jordan, Christmas was a little bit different for everybody. I know that most people were sitting at home, kind of all by themselves, contemplative. But you know who wasn't? Is the Grinch. Normally during the Christmas season, the Grinch is all tied up in planning his assault on Whoville. But this year, he was able to use his free time to pump iron and really get jacked up wow he is looking more fit than ever having packed on the muscle it looks like he's ready to just tear things apart with a rage yes that's been one of the unintended side effects unfortunately of the grinch getting so large rather than just being kind of mean and naughty he is now murderously psychotic well with great power comes great responsibility. The Grinch they should keep that, that in mind. Dan, you probably get hungry, right? Of course I do. Well, then I have some breaking news that you might be interested in in the world of restaurants. It's tough trying to decide a restaurant, which one you should pick, you know? Tough trying to decide where should you go to eat because there's so many good options. Well, worry about that decision no longer because a Mortal Kombat restaurant has just opened. That's right. The host, Scorpion, will throw a chain at you, shout, get over here, plunge that chain into your chest, pull you towards a free table, and get you seated so you can enjoy a sub-zero cold dessert like ice cream or some electric eel served by waiters like Raiden. That sounds wonderful. I heard they actually had Johnny Cage at the opening for the restaurant, the grand opening. Mmm. They did. He was throwing kicks wearing his sunglasses. Cool. I heard he even did some of those ones where he signed the photograph and threw it at the, at the crowd and then stood there posing. He did that as well. Yes, it was a, that was for the opening night, which was a fun event. Also, for any families out there that want to go enjoy some meals, they do have a babality section. Wonderful. I'll be sure to bring my kids there next week. Mm. Well, s- sticking in the world of semi-mortal combat news, Jordan, I have some breaking news. 
Now, you may be used to seeing the richest man in the world, Jeff Bezos, with two arms. Yes. And you could be forgiven if you mistook what he looks like now for Goro from Mortal Kombat. But after extensive surgeries, the man with everything now truly has everything. Jeff Bezos has four arms. This is amazing. He can receive a high five, a low five, drink some water or soda, and rest his other arm all at the same time. Absolutely. He's also recently entered four separate arm wrestling competitions at the same time, so a lot of possibilities here for him. Well, the next time I run into Jeff Bezos, which is often, I'll make sure to give him a fist bump. But which hand do I bump? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I guess I'll just hold two objects then. Breaking news in the world of sleep. It's tough to get to sleep. Everyone knows this. You lay on your bed, you toss, you turn. It's hard to get comfortable. But scientists are recommending a brand new way to catch some Z's. Using nature, you can get the sleep you've always been dreaming of by sticking a beehive right underneath your pillow. Don't lay your head back too hard, though. Because you don't want to break the beehive open as those bees are buzzing around in there, humming you off gently to dreamland. If I hadn't trained my body to completely not require sleep anymore, I would be on this in a minute. Not only do you get the satisfaction of having bees under your pillow, they also will be producing honey, which you can use to smear on your toast for breakfast in the morning. It's a fun little breakfast treat you can enjoy. And speaking of food stuff, Jordan, breaking news in the world of chefing. Now, you may be aware of the old biblical story about Moses coming down from the mountain with God's Ten Commandments on two stone tablets. Am I right about that, Jordan? Absolutely. It's the only story that I read. Well, what if I were to tell you that that's actually a myth? Moses was actually launching the menu of his new restaurant, kind of got swept up in the, the mania of the crowd, pointing at him and saying, hey, that must be God's commandments. Let's listen to that guy. And instead of Going back to his failing restaurant, he decided to just go with it. Wow, that's a stunning revelation. They should put that in the book of revelations. Now, that is a great way to keep a menu, because a lot of restaurants will write their menu in chalk. It can easily be brushed off, but having the menu etched in stone ensures that it can't be altered by some mischievous prankster. Absolutely. I mean, I'm glad that our, all of our souls have been saved for eternity, but I can't help but wonder what some of those meals would have tasted like. I wish I could have tasted them too. Unfortunately, I was not alive during the time of Moses. Breaking news now in the world of attacks. I have some disturbing news now to reveal to our listeners and our viewers. We just got news across our desk of a vicious attack that occurred off of the northeast southwest coast. A giant baby seal has attacked a frigate. I'm hearing reports that there are no survivors and that the giant baby seal continues to terrorize our seas. That is really unfortunate news, Jordan. As you know, I have been declaring revenge on a large baby seal that attacked me and my ship many years ago, and I've kind of dedicated my entire time off the air to getting revenge on him. Mm -hmm. So to hear him have another attack is just really disappointing for me. Well, Dan, I want to help you fulfill your revenge dream against this giant baby seal. So when you go home tonight, you will find a full frigate in your driveway. 
Really? With all the latest anti-seal technology, like nets and spear guns and what have you? Nets, spear guns, heavy rocks. It is loaded with everything to bear. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Jordan. That's a very kind gift. You're welcome. I'd like to take more time to enjoy it, but I have some breaking news now, Jordan. In the world of the gym. Now, normally you'd expect to see muscle-bound guys at the gym, people who are just starting out, or even those who are there just to do cardio. But it seems that one intrepid little squirrel has decided to take his health into his own paws and get really jacked up for the upcoming winter season. Wow, look at how muscle-bound he's become, and he has the entire place to himself. No wonder he's been able to get so ripped. No distractions, that's right. Now, you may be wondering why he's lifting nuts rather than the traditional gym equipment. Usually they frown on you bringing your own stuff in. Mm-hmm. But it seems that even the smallest weight they have available at a gym would actually crush a squirrel flat. This is kind of a double standard in effect. As you know, I have been thrown out of many gyms for bringing my own equipment with me. And it is also unconventional. They say very unsafe. But I say, I don't want to be safe. I want to be muscly. It's a good point. A very good point. Breaking news now in the world of ancient history. We have recently obtained a historical document. And this document holds proof that ancient technology was once possessed by cavemen. As you can see in this image here, a rocket is seen taking off as a woolly mammoth trucks through this prehistoric land next to a caveman, which as we have learned today, had three toes, three fingers, and a fun smiley face. You know, Jordan, this answers a lot of questions for me. I always question, how could lightning striking create fire for cavemen to use, but the, the thrusters of a rocket? That seems like a far more likely source of the first fire, I would say. Mm-hmm. Precisely. It's a natural path to go from the wheel to the rocket with thrusters. Yeah. I can, I can see the path. I, I can't believe how archaeologists have overlooked this for as long as they have. Well, this is, this is the problem with science, Jordan. This is the exact problem with science. They go in there, they expect to find evidence, and they don't do what we do, which is take any wild speculation as fact. That's right. This document was delivered to us by a complete stranger who assured us that it was accurate, and we, of course, took their word for it. And that's why we're broadcasting this image here today. Well, I have one last bit of breaking news, Jordan, in the world of fashion. Now, as you know, the queen is considered a fashion icon by many. Her various hats and dresses have made headlines across the globe. Well, her latest outfit, unfortunately, is drawing a little bit of scorn. She has chosen to go the Cruella de Vil route and turn several Dalmatians into a dress for her. Wow, that's stunning. And she still looks fantastic. Absolutely. I think if anybody can pull off wearing the skin and, I presume, skull of a dog, it's the Queen of England. I would have to agree, Jordan. I mean, for most, you'd look at them immediately and just be revolted, just maybe throwing up at, like, how could you do this to a dog? But mm -hmm. when you see the Queen up there, she lends a certain elegance and an air of grace to the ensemble. Yes. She demands our respect, and I have to say, she's earned it with this. This is bold, this is brave, and this is stunning. 
Well, that's all the time we have for our top stories today, which leads us to an expert interview. Now, I have searched far and wide for somebody who has incredibly specific knowledge to bring on, and I think I found him. I'd like to welcome Jordan Ward to the program. Hello. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Now, Jordan, you are a private investigator, but unlike most private investigators who track down, you know, missing people or catch, you know, infidelity in a marriage, you track down small, meaningless items like a lost coin or a lost set of keys. Yes. Yes, I do. I, coins, keys, pens and pencils sometimes. Sometimes people forget where they put their glasses. And in a lot of those cases, specifically in 63% of them, the glasses are found on top of the head. Mm. Now, Jordan, I just have to ask. I want to ask the tough questions here. For me, when I've lost my glasses, as exactly as you said, they've been on top of my head. Sometimes for days at a time, but that's neither mm -hmm. here nor there. How do you justify your services when I could just, you know, kind of feel around on my head to find them myself? Well, I'll tell you how I justify it, because out there somewhere is a person who's worried that their glasses are missing. They think their glasses are alone, that they're scared, that they're not going to be found. And then they file a missing spectacles report. That's the official term. A lot of people call them glasses, but they're spectacles. And then they start making a spectacle of themselves, holding press conferences, organizing marches through the woods, looking for these missing spectacles. When the entire time, they could hire a professional like me who could follow the clues to locate the spectacles. Sometimes the spectacles have been abducted and destroyed. But in 63% of the cases, the spectacles are on top of the head up here. I see. Whereas most are too close to the situation, you're able to maintain a calm, detached demeanor. That's right. I don't get emotionally involved. I just follow the path of evidence that is laid out before me. Now, in a case where someone's glasses or maybe keys have been abducted, do you recommend paying the ransom? Every time. Every time. I mean, what are you going to do without your keys? They're essential. You need them. So don't negotiate. Just pay and try to get those keys back. Beg if you can. Do some pleading. That's what I would recommend. That's what I've done every time. I've lost my keys. I've just paid the ransom right away. I just start throwing money just out the window, hoping that whoever took my keys is going to pick that money up, return my keys. Well, and sure, your, your results a, a lot speak of the for times, themselves. Yeah, a lot of the times the keys are still on the body, you know, sometimes in your pocket, sometimes a pocket you forgot to check. Sometimes they're falling into the couch. So I would still pay the ransom up front, but just know you're probably going to get your keys back. Now, I've personally had cases where I thought I checked my right pocket, then I thought I checked my left pocket, only to recheck my right pocket and to find the missing item in there. Like, how, how common is that? That's very common. That's what we call blind fingers. Mm. And it's where you go to search a pocket. You're looking around in the pocket. The fingers don't have eyes. I don't know if your viewers know that. Your I was unaware of that myself. There are no eyes on the human hand. Contrary to popular scientific belief, your fingers don't have eyes. I try to explain this to people, but they just don't get it. It's a very hard concept to understand. Because my fingers do tend to find things, I guess, sometimes. 
So it's very easy to understand how someone would think they do have odds. Yeah, and if you're thumbing through something, which is kind of a funny term, you're thumbing through some papers, but you're actually using your fingers. People often will say, what are you looking for? Exactly, yes. Uh, just one final question here, Jordan, before we run out of time in this interview here. Is there any big projects you're working on currently? Have any celebrities lost their keys or, or a hard candy or something they wanted to have? Yes, I'm actually working on a project right now. It's a movie. Hmm. And it's based on a true story about a man who lost his keys. And it is starring a well-known Hollywood celebrity who I can't name for legal reasons. But I can say that their name rhymes with Sasum Statham. Hmm. Well, I, I'll leave it to our viewers to decipher that because I'm totally stumped as to who you mean. But uh, thank you. Thank you very much for being on the program today. That's been Jordan Ward. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And I'd like to turn it over now to Jordan Ward with sports. Jordan? Thank you, Dan. That was a riveting interview. Well, I do have a bit of sports news today. Uh, Dan, I know that you actually are probably a big fan of sports just by looking at you. I am, indeed. So I assume at any moment, breaking news could come across your desk relevant to sports. Oh my god, breaking news is crossing my desk right now that's relevant to sports. Breaking news! A man has been kicked out of a driving range for merely driving. A man named Chuck Fields has been removed from all driving ranges in the city merely for driving his SUV around on the pitch. Unbelievable. Des described as a driving range. They're practically begging him to do such a thing. Unbelievable. We'll continue wow. to follow this story. Wow, good. Well, I hope we get more on that story. I'd like to hear a follow-up later. That's the thing with sports news. It can just come flying across your desk at any second. You're sitting right. there with... Regular news one minute, you're trying to break it, and then suddenly breaking news flies in. I guess I'll now begin my story. I have a story here that's breaking news on the untold truth of a sports legend. When Fatty Fatty Bo Batty defeated humanity's greatest threat in the World Series of Go Fish, he became a star and captured the world's attention. But the spotlight didn't come without challenges. According to the Lard Times, Fatty Fatty Bo Batty had to enter the Hall of Heroes arena using a separate entrance that was built to accommodate a person of his girth. And in a final game with the forces of darkness, some fans chided him with chants of bye-bye, fatso, and other hurtful taunts. But Fatty Fatty Bo Batty wasn't deterred. He went on to save humanity by winning the game, a game Walt Disney himself almost attended. Wow. And according to FattyFattyBoBattyFacts.org, an animated fatty flailing his hands after he was set on fire by his opponent in the parking lot after the game inspired Walt Disney to draw Donald Duck with similar movements. The story I can does totally have see a, that. The, the story does have a happy ending, however, because you'll be happy to know that Fatty was inducted into the Sports Hall of Fame in 2002. And long overdue, in this reporter's opinion... Fatty Fatty Bo Batty was a big, 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 and not just physically big, but like a, a, a big influence on me when I was growing up. I wanted to be a fat athlete when I was younger. And mm. my parents would constantly say, oh, Dan, you're never going to get fat enough. You're never going to get fat enough. Look at you, little skinny boy, skinny, skinny freak. 
mm-hmm. and things like that. And, uh, well, I never did attain enough girth to, to get into the sports world. I like to think that a little bit of fatty, fatty Bobatty lives in me. Because I bought a small portion of his ashes and ingested it into my body. Wow, that is some startling breaking news that I didn't know. I nearly was an owner of one of his sports cards, which I traded away for a hot dog with cheese. Oh, well, that's a good trade. That's what Fatty would have done. Mm-hmm. That's what Fatty would have done. I well, have some breaking news, Jordan. Breaking news, breaking news. Related to the previous story I was talking about. Apparently, a man has been kicked out of a pitch and putt merely for pitching and putting. It's right there in the name. How do they kick him out for doing this? Well, a man by the name of Frank McGee was removed from all pitch and putts in the city merely for warming up with a catcher, chucking a few balls, a few fastballs, a few curveballs, and mm-hmm. then doing a little putting. They said that's not the right place for this. Get out. Well, they should consider relabeling their business if that is not what they want to happen at their business. I agree. It makes it impossible for the common consumer to understand this. My goodness. Well, one thing that we can all understand is food. Mm. And that's why we go now to Dan Moser with our cooking segment. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you very much. As you know, I'm somewhat of an amateur chef, in addition to being a reporter here. Hmm. And I'd like to introduce a little recipe I've been working on that I think our viewers are really going to get a charge out of. Wonderful. Well, I have long wanted to sample your cooking. I hear the rumors that you're a great chef. You know, I always smell the smells, but Uh I never know what to expect because you eat in private. I do. Yes. Now, so I would like to just share share the final product here and then we can Mm. walk through how we got to this final product. Amazing. We kind of work backwards. I love it. Exactly. Yes. So we can see the thing before we break it down into the ingredients and how we get there. Very, very cool. So this is my latest creation. Mm. Uh, It's a bottle of water. Wow. Look Uh at that. That's fully bottled. As you can see here, it's fully bottled. And I can turn it upside down and no water escapes, as you can see. Outstanding. I see the bottle also looks like it's ribbed, like it's got a kind of a a surface you can grip. That's right, Jordan. It's all about presentation and functionality. In addition to being very grippable, these ridges here provide a a very interesting texture to enjoy. Oh, almost as if your fingers have eyes and they can, you know, really get in there and experience it. Indeed, something for the fingers to look at. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Let your fingers get a good look at them. Now, I, I want you to hear what differentiates this particular bottle of water from what other people are passing off as bottles of water, okay? So just take a listen to this. Did you hear that little click there? That little click sound? Yeah, that was a fun sound. It was. That is the seal actually breaking off the top. Now, if I were to pour this upside down now, it would all come spilling out. You use seal in this recipe? I do. Wow, amazing. They are such hard animals to catch. And Uh so gigantic, especially when they're babies. The thing is, it's just the essence of the seal infused inside the water. Mmm, I see, I see. So when I I make a bottle of water, what I like to find is a seal pond where seals have been splishing and splashing around, enjoying themselves, having a good time. Get some of that water there before they can detect me and attack me. And then I take that home and put it in. Elements like this that make your creations that you cook some of the most 
expensive dishes on earth. Mm-hmm. I understand that this bottle has a value, if our, our producers have given me the correct information here, of $27,000 a plate. Uh, no, now, Jordan, don't be ridiculous. Don't be ridiculous. This is a bottle of water. It is not that your producers have gotten the incorrect information there. Oh, I said they are 270,000 per oh. bottle. So 27,000 would be for a typical bottle like this made by a lesser chef with maybe no seal in it. Mm. Uh, right, now I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and just have a sample of the, of the water. I've, I've been smelling it here. It's got no odor whatsoever. I'm ready to just tuck in here and have a little taste. Okay, okay. He's putting it up to his lips. He's sipping it back. Just for the people at home who can't see this. He's licking his lips now. Oh, and a satisfied mm. sound. Now, Jordan, I want to show you one other feature of this of this dish that, that many might not consider when they're creating a dish. You want to be pay attention to the details when you're cooking. I'm because that's what really attention. shows love. I'm trying to pay attention. I'm trying to watch your hands because you're almost like the David Blaine of, of chefs. So watch here. See what I'm doing here? Okay, you're twisting the cap back onto the bottle. And now, Jordan, remember how I said I would spill the water once I'd opened it? Yes, yes, Look at I this. see. The water is not spilling. That's right, a it's... resealable cap. Oh, my goodness. It sealed the seal right in there. Indeed. Wow, that is outstanding. Mm. I'm sorry, I gotta go back in for one more bite. This is just, it's so, it's so good, it's so... Now, you said that it's tasteless and odorless, so what sort of spices mm. do you use to create such a thing? Uh, none whatsoever. None? Oh, mm -hmm. interesting choice. Indeed. You so the water is served nude. Exactly. To maintain the original flavor of that water there, you really want to avoid overspicing it. Mm. I, I've experimented with salt and some paprika. I've experimented with dumping whole cloves of garlic into the water. But it just taints the overall flavor. And a lot of these dishes, especially at restaurants, can be packed not just full of flavor, but also full of calories. Mm -hmm. Surely this water must be very, very fattening. Well, Jordan, I'm happy to report that this water actually contains zero calories per serving. How is that possible? You are like the David Blaine of chefs. I know, I know. And thanks to an agreement with, with, health, with the health authorities, I'm also going to have to recommend that people drink Two liters of this per day. You mean to tell me that you have cooked something up that every person on earth should be having two liters of every day? Absolutely, yes. That is why you are maybe the most interesting entrepreneur of our time. Well done, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Now, this is more about the cooking than my entrepreneurship, so I just want to leave our listeners and viewers with one final tip when, when creating a, a dish such as this. Mm. Now, you're going to be tempted. You're going to be very tempted to add a juice into the bottle, to add a soda pop into the bottle, to add some milk into the bottle. Mm -hmm. Resist this urge. Wow, just enjoy it as is. Enjoy it as is, and I think you'll be very happy you did. That is fantastic. Well, Dan, thank you very much for joining us for this cooking segment. Your recipes always blow us away. Wonderful, and you'll be able to find that recipe on our website. So just head there and we'll have the recipe ready for everybody to go. Fantastic. Then everyone can make it at home when they watch the broadcast back. Wonderful. Absolutely. Well, that concludes our episode for this week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We will leave you now with a taste of what you can expect next week here on Breaking the News. Next week, the secret to getting a Super Bowl commercial that you might not know.
I'll be diving into that. And the secret, as it turns out, involves salt. Oh, okay. I kind of half expected that, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Jordan, last week I promised a movie review, but I'm afraid that got pushed back because I just had too many important things to do this week. But next week I will be reviewing a movie by the name of Freddy vs. Jason. Now wow. I'm assuming this is some sort of courtroom drama where one side is representing the Freddy family and the other is representing the Jason family, maybe in some sort of custody dispute or something. I don't know yet, but we'll find out next week. Hmm. Also, tune in next week to see the most overlooked Armpit Farts songs from Bruce Springsteen's new album, Armpit Farts. Get them while they're hot. It's really hard to pick just one or two songs on that album to choose as overlooked gems. When, to me, every one is a number one single. Uh, that's why he's the boss. Also, next week, breakfast burritos that have robbed a supermarket. Tune in for that special report on crime. I'm also working on a story for next week, Jordan, that involves me just kind of sitting back on the beach and sipping a margarita while a camera films me. Oh, well, that sounds like a stunning report that you get to the heart of the matter. Mm -hmm. But until next week, then, I guess we're going to have to sign off for now. I'm Dan. I'm Jordan. And this has been Breaking the News. With Dan and Jordan. You just heard Breaking the News with Dan and Jordan.